For decades, TV has been an escape from our everyday life. We use reality TV to escape our jobs, children, and most of our responsibilities. Born out of the pandemic with two friends who became co-workers, I'm Greg. And I'm Demetria. Join, Join us, us to, to escape, escape reality. reality. And we are back. Episode two. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Hope you all enjoyed episode one. We had a blast. Yes. Um, so we kind of got things down. I think we're kind of getting a groove already. Uh, we're going to start today with hot topics. As always, we're going to jump into some Potomac from last week or from this week, earlier this week. We're going to talk about the Bachelorette premiere, which was two hours of my life yeah. that I'll never see again. <laughs> yes. uh, we're going to touch on OC. I'm going to talk about the Masked Singer, maybe some Big Brother. And then Dimitri is going to jump into... A little Married at First Sight. How was Bradshaw? Was there Bradshaw? It was good. Yeah. It was cute. It was cute. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Let's get started. We started this weekend on 10, 10, 20 with two weddings. Yes. One of them looked like a funeral. Yeah. Black on black. All yeah. Black wedding dress. Black <laughs> suit. It was interesting. But all the guests were white. Yes. She <laughs> says, well, I don't know if you saw the preview on OC for the her like trying on dresses. And she said that she couldn't wear white because I this mean, is her third wedding, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, and she shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't deserve it. No, no. No, no, not at all. Um, so as we talk about Kelly Ware Black, it was outdoors. It was actually up near us. It was like Santa yeah. Rosa, yes. wine country area. Yeah. Um, outdoors, it seemed pretty small. There was no housewives there. No. From what I could tell. No. It was I like Emily see. and Gina. Everyone was all doing their own mm. thing back in the OC. Yeah. Um, to the second wedding, completely opposite. Yes. Cynthia. There. Hashtag chill. <laughs> Yeah. Um, 250 guests. Very risky in these times. Indoors. Yeah. Indoors. Shocking. I was surprised by that. Yeah. Lots of housewives, lots of Bravo celebrities. Yeah. I mean, everyone from days of future past. Yeah. Claudia Jordan was the mouthpiece apparently for the, which was bizarre. Talking yeah. to the New York yeah. times. Um, so Bravo did not film. Can't say I blame them. They actually said that it was unsafe. I mean, <laughs> they could not subject yeah. their employees to. I could see that. That. Well, I mean, 250 people in itself uh, in an indoor venue, where yes, they said like they had special shields and masks for everyone, but you could see in the photos that not everybody was wearing them. So I, I could understand that. I, it's just like I, I don't get it. Like. It just seems like it was a lot of people. Yes. <laughs> it was an extreme amount of people, very lavish, extravagant, very, dress changes, oh yes. Yes, suit yes. changes, all of this. Was there a wig change? Um, I think it was just a style change. I think change. it was just a blow. Okay. I think it was a pinup that came down. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, so Eva, Kenya, Candy were bridesmaids. Yes. So there's a rumor going around. I'm going to report on this because I find it hilarious that yes. Nini was invited. Yes. Um, supposedly Nini requested $125,000 yeah. to show up to the wedding because she was under the impression it was being filmed. Right. Is what she says. Which I understand. Um, which actually takes kind of into like the Bravo contracts, which supposedly is what she requested from Bravo and they agreed to, and they only agreed to six to eight episodes. Right. But they agreed to her 125 an episode. I mean... I feel like if she really wanted to attend, she would have clarified. Totally. And because, like, I mean. What happened to the friend contract? Yeah. Like, where is the friend contract? That's, that's when been out the window. You request yes. 
$125,000 to show up to someone's the, wedding. The friend contract got replaced by the boyfriend contract. And I wonder if, I feel like her dispute with Bravo and filming sure. filtered into yeah. this, which is like why she. Well, I could see that because the cast was there. So yes, you would be under the impression that I'm sure they would be filming or think that they would be. So they're going to show you. And then how does that all compute financially? Yeah. I could see that, but, but I, think, I, I would have clarified. If they were real friends, yes, she would have said, completely. Bravo's not filming. Completely. If you were with Bravo, you would have known Bravo wasn't filming like everyone else yes. did. Um, so it's not that it won't be in the season. The season, I believe, is still filming right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, they are saying that like her home video footage would be used because Bravo has filmed all the events leading up to it. Hopefully less events than Leanne Locken had in Dallas. You know, they do it big in the South. Um, Portia was there. Portia and Dennis were there. They are single, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both enjoying being single. They took a picture together at the wedding. They seemed normal. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I don't know where I mean, that goes, but good for them. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. They have to get along. They share a child. <laughs> yeah. So you want it to be amicable when you have, have a baby involved. Um, there was a slight stripper rumor from the bachelorette party, which I didn't really follow up on, that Portia and Tanya Sam... Yeah. It's Tanya time hooked up with the stripper, which I think kind of fueled the single rumors with Dennis. Yeah. I mean, I think it was just a, a two day event. What it seemed like it was Got like it. the first day it came out and then everybody was taking to their Instagrams to say, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Yeah. And then it was implied. It was them. Then the stripper came out and spoke. Yeah. I mean, it was a mass denial from everybody completely. involved so I besides guess the stripper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we just have to wait and see what happens when the season airs. Got it. Uh, moving on, Bethany and Paul are done. Zoe, apparently. Yeah. Um, Bethany is single yet again. They own a house in Boston together, which yeah. is interesting. I mean, three years. Yeah. It's I mean, they seemed normal. Like, they seemed like they were living, like, a normal life out of the spotlight. Yeah. And he seemed, like, super chill and down to earth. I don't know. I mean, yeah. she seems super high maintenance, obviously. And, well, like, yes. I mean, who knows exactly what happened there. Always appears one way, but do you think that she told him to get off her jock yeah. when he left? <laughs> I mean, if she did, I'd be impressed. <laughs> or mention it. At I all. would be completely. Yeah. Impressed. I mean, I'm sure she had a one liner like ready for him at yeah. that point. Um, and finally, we'll kind of touch on a little bit. We'll talk about it in Potomac. There was a video released with Michael Darby in the background grabbing a cameraman's butt in season one of Potomac, which my first thought was like, this is four weeks too late. Yeah. First of all. Um, and why now? Like we're five years later. Like what's 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 the point? Where where are we going with this? We all we all know what's happened with him. Like completely. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's not a shock. It wasn't like breaking news. No. So I'm not really sure what was the intention on sharing it, but I I didn't give it a lot. Did of Karen share? Karen's in the video. Yes. It seemed but, like it kind of came from her side, from what I saw. I don't. I mean, yeah, I don't know where it came from, but too I, little, too late. Yeah, I don't, what's at this the point? point? Yeah, I mean, we got underwear pics in a hotel yes. room with a hooker. Yeah. Like, what's the point? We've already gone above and beyond a butt grab. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Jumping in, we're going to start with Potomac today. Um, nothing super crazy. It was kind of a quiet week for them, which I think was much needed yes. over like what's been happening lately. It's definitely a come down from all the excitement. Yeah, Karen takes Giselle and Ashley to her hometown of Surrey, Virginia. 
Um, one of my favorite parts is that Ray kind of like sent them off. Like oh, yeah. he was so he was excited. Ready for her to go. I'm pretty sure he's just packing the house for Florida now while she was gone for two days. I mean, like he was just like, I got to get out of here. That's precious peace that he's yeah. getting while she's out. Um, Giselle says he was not invited. No. And there was no kiss, no interaction. It was just like. Not yeah, for lack of trying. Yeah, get in the car. Karen was definitely trying. <laughs> yeah. But he closed the door and had And it. get on out of here. Uh, Giselle then says she can't wait to go so she can see the Taco Bell that Karen yes. worked at. Um, I just, I don't know what to make of them. I feel like we've gone back and forth with Karen and Giselle for so long with friends and not friends or whatnot. And I feel like they're just frenemies at this point. Yes, like, I don't like, I is it keep your friends close, your enemies closer? Like, are they actually friends? Do they like build each other up? I don't get it. Cause like every Giselle confessional is tearing down Karen, every Karen confessionals, they're going at it online. Like, I just don't, why do we keep trying to fake this friendship when it's just not working? Well, I feel like in a way they have to keep some sort of connection because they're both on the show. So they have their jabs and their little side comments and some are valid, but I think that there's still a part of them that holds on to maybe the old friendship because you see in those moments where you know, they're, they're making comments, but they're genuinely there. So it, it's an interesting dynamic. It's definitely an interesting relationship. I was surprised that those were the two that out of picked. everybody. Yeah. Well, Monique's probably on house arrest from, well, her, from the incident. So I mean, she can't go anywhere. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think that it was a good combination. And I think also just when Karen was removed and doing her thing, Ashley and Giselle are a good combination. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Candace and Robin have a sit down at Candace's house. This felt out of place. It felt two weeks late to me. Yeah, I guess because Robin was recapping the Monique con, the Monique roundtable that they had. I don't know. I, it just felt. Well, I think I think it because of the way that it went down, where the ending of the episode was the fight, and then the next one was okay. Now we have to come together and discuss this, but yeah. she wasn't there. So now it was like, okay, the first contact someone's having with her about it. Yeah. Um, definitely wasn't the, Robin wasn't the likely choice. I was a little surprised that it was her that was yeah. there. I thought, I thought it would be Wendy for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it kind of gave a new little dynamic into maybe the start of their relationship yeah. being a little bit better. I mean, we did see kind of a groundbreaking moment. So Candace says she calls Karen she asked Karen what she would do and quote, without taking a breath, Karen said, I would press charges. Yeah. <laughs> and which, I mean, I think it's funny that then you said this to Candace, but then you had the woman in your home to let her clear the air. Right. So like, would you have pressed charges? Or like, I don't, I just don't know where. I mean, I think that, and it's definitely, as we saw in the mid season trailer, it comes up as a topic Yeah. where it's confronted and Karen admits that she did say that. I think it's different um, when you get to a certain age and and people have certain statures. It's like, well, as we see, you know, of course, Candace's mom's going to pressure her to file because it is assault. Um, but also, I think that there's just something to be said for having a conversation and moving on. Do you think that Candace's mom pressured her for to file for assault when she hit her with the purse last season? Uh, I think she should have. <laughs> I mean... I mean it's just, it's still assault. Yeah. I mean, you can't pick and choose when no. you file, right? I mean, yeah. if somebody hit me with a purse in my face, I'm just going to hit them back. I'm not going to go yeah. to the police. <laughs> what but, if it was your mom, though? I mean, yeah. I mean, no, I'm not going to hit my mom. 
Um, so we talk about the taxes, the blogs. Robin has forgotten income, quote unquote. Um, she owes ninety thousand dollars. Juan's right. mad. I I just don't care. I don't. I think what makes it relevant <laughs> is because she had so much to say when it happened with Ray and Karen. Yeah, and I think that's what it develops into. I mean, I feel like we got out of the Juan Robin rags to riches whatnot. Like we get it. I yeah. just like going back there is just like. Are we circling back to like, I don't know. No, I think it applies more to the fact that Juan's wanting to propose and they want to buy a home Yeah, and they're rebuilding this life and they just got out of such a uncomfortable situation. I wonder if it came from like her house flipping or something. Like there was like, there must've been like unpaid taxes there or something. Yeah. Yeah. When it came to like capital gains. Yeah. Um, Jumping back to Karen, we just visit her family farm, 122 acres. I... Okay, I've never liked Karen Huger. I think she's always kind of contrived. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this season, she's just so, like, natural and carefree. Like, she's yeah. not, I mean, besides her outfits. But, well, I mean, taking back to her family and their former slaves and, like, everything they've worked for. And she wanted to marry Michael Jackson. And, like, I mean, who didn't? I don't that? feel like we've ever, we've never really seen her. Like, we've seen Raven a little bit. We've never really seen her son from her previous relationship. We've never seen her family. Like, I feel like this is the Karen that we should have seen seasons ago. Well, I think it just was a progression. I think in the beginning it was establishing who she was and you would see her kids a little more. And then it became about the house and the moving and all of that. And then the Ray stuff. And then when both of her parents died, I think that season she just was for, I mean, doing the best she could to phone it in because she was so devastated. (laughs) So now she's emerging and really like letting you see a different side of her. Um, She's not, She's not carrying all that grief. So it's just a little yeah. bit of a lighter Karen, and I like it. it I love it. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish she would have married Michael Jackson. <laughs> I mean, um, maybe he could have prevented a lot of things. <laughs> so they head outside. They're going to go harvest some corn, yeah. I guess is the term. Yes. I don't know. What, I, I've never done this. No. If someone wants us to, we will, we will harvest, yeah. I will harvest corn. I'll learn. I'll figure yeah, it out. I'll figure, yeah. I don't know how to drive that thing. It looks <laughs> a little bit dicey. So Monique calls Ashley. Mm, yes. And something was said that I I don't like at all. She says, quote, if it wasn't me, it would have been someone else, referring to a physically assaulting Candace, which we're now I'm guessing at least days, if not a week or two out yeah. of the situation prior to what we're gonna get into with the pastor. However, there's just still no remorse. Like you're still not taking responsibility. And now you're saying that like, it was all on her because if it wasn't you, someone else would have hit her. I think that for me, definitely. I think she's just speaking recklessly at this point, Yeah. whether you think that or you don't, that's not something you would share because Candace can be annoying in her words. And you definitely could totally. see how she pokes the bear. Yeah. But she's been doing it and no one has tried to assault her. So to make the statement that somebody else would have done. Well, yes. Besides her mother. Yeah. So to make the statement that somebody else would have, it's not valid because she's not having a problem with Giselle. She's not having a problem with that. She's not having a problem with anybody else. Yeah. So I feel like it's that last minute, like panic before the accountability. Like, okay. How can I put this on someone else? How can yeah. I keep justifying this until you're told you're just wrong? But I mean, it's just like the tweets and the blogs and the calls, like just stop. Ta- like, yeah. I just don't get it. 
I mean, you never had a street fight before. <laughs> I, I have not. I'm, I'm telling I you. I mean, I might try it, to have it one. It gets a little rough after. I, maybe I should know. have one to like understand what's you gotta happening. You got to save yeah. face. You got to save face. Um, we move on. Wendy meets with her sister. Her sister's a surgeon. This yeah. family is like just ridiculously brilliant, apparently. I was born into the wrong family well, yes. somehow. They strive for perfection. It's very important to have successful children. Um, it was a good, I mean, I feel like it was kind of fluff, but I feel like it was a good conversation for us to like understand where Wendy's head is at, what she's looking for in life and kind for of sure. like, yeah. I mean, it's kind of, I think that politics, she's obviously comfortable in front of the camera. She's obviously comfortable speaking her mind. Um, it was just a really cool scene to kind of see her like, I think she realized yeah. for the first time that like, this is where like she wants to head and all that. No, definitely. And I'm sure being able to talk with her sister about it, who understands the pressure and, and the expectation. Yeah. It it helps. Yeah, for sure. And then we get into Juan and Tatiana. The most uncomfortably awkward encounter. Like I'm all for keeping the spice and like keeping things alive in the relationship, but that was so awkward and uncomfortable to and watch. It, it felt like he didn't know it was happening. So like no. she showed up. So like he was like yes. processing that it was her for a minute. And then her accent was so strange. The whole thing in Latvia, yeah. like where she pulled that out of. I mean the bartender was weirded out. Yeah. I mean, you and I have both been yes. on that side of the bar, and I feel like we both have seen things yes. like that. So we were like, oh, this is awkward. You see some strange things behind the bar for yeah. sure. But that was like <laughs> and it was a bad and she was like pulling the, yes. the synthetic wig and you could tell it was definitely she was trying and he was trying to keep up but it was it was not comfortable well, then his name was dylan dylan, dylan. yeah dylan yes. and tatiana um they talked about taxes they talked about the relationship yeah i feel like they're on a good page regardless of like the tax stuff yeah that was interesting yeah i mean i think that I like that they're showing the uncomfortable conversations because a lot of times in relationships, like those are not easy conversations to have. So if you're going to do it, how, you know, break the ice you with a 90, bad wig. You owe 90,000 <laughs> in taxes. This is a hard conversation. Let me tell you about it with this bad wig. Yeah. Which probably means that I wonder if they're filing separately still. They must be. Well, Interesting. Yeah. 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 They're not married anymore. Um, anything else to add on that? That was a, no, I just, um, yeah, it so was definitely. Warn your bartenders. If you're yeah. going to do this, do us all a favor. Tell your bartender it's going to get weird. Yeah, because he was looking at him like, do you want this lady to sit here? Yeah, what and she was like, I'll take a martini. Very dirty. And then she ordered scrimps. <laughs> scrimps. My all-time favorite. That's what Tatiana would order, yeah. yeah. Uh, we jump into Surrey day two. Giselle, again, friend of me comes out. She thinks that she's invited so Karen can show up. Yes. I mean, I almost think that, like, Karen should just be the grand dame of Surrey at this point. Like, leave Potomac behind. Yeah. I mean, she's definitely well-received. I didn't see it. I did not see one stoplight. Like, but looked... everybody was so happy to see her. Yeah. And, she, I mean, she was well-received. She was, had her Beyonce moment, <laughs> her hair flicks. It was all there. Yeah. Um, they called her the Beyonce of Surrey. Crazy. She had her How powder blue suit on, on her Bentley. Like she was ready yeah. to go. Um, it was kind of good though. I think Giselle and Ashley kind of, when they had a one-on-one, -on -one, it kind of seemed like they got like the demographics of where Karen comes from, the yeah. relationships. Like it kind of felt good. It felt light. Um, and then Giselle says, I just got hit by a milk dud. Yes. Which, like, I've never complained about. I love a milk Absolutely dud. Not. Chewy, chocolatey, caramel. Anywhere and you you're remember. walking down the street and they're throwing candy, I'm <laughs> yeah, all about it. I'll take it, it yeah. Um, she was mad. She got hit by a milk dud. So. Yeah. Well. 
she was more mad she wasn't in the parade. Right? Yeah. Giselle would be. Yeah. But it also, like, I don't know, for me, like, it wasn't like, that wasn't a status symbol. Like, oh, look, I'm on a bed. Like, it it wasn't. Homecoming. Yeah. But I feel like Giselle received it, not how Karen meant it. No, definitely. But that's that's the thing with the two of them always. Yeah, it's always, always not intended, but it's how it's taken. For sure. Um, then we fast forward. We've got Candace and her mom. They go look at a dog. Felt very forced. I don't I don't know. It's just like, did you see the dog hair all over her yes. black sweater? It was just like, I don't know if she's actually getting a dog. No. I feel like she's playing this motherhood storyline. And, and I will just say this as a mother. Testing a dog is not going to show you that you could be a good parent of a human being. Yeah. And as a dog owner, don't do it. (laughs) Um, You probably all heard on episode one. However, uh, yeah, I mean, it just felt like they were making up time. And especially her mom is like very hoity-toity. I don't see her mom sitting in like a dog park in a chain link fence. And and that's a conversation that you would have sitting like immediately. For sure. And sitting like, of course, you're going to check in and see how she's doing. But you're not going to wait till you get to the animal shelter yeah and the timing i I guess that's the same thing like i guess it seems like the other cast has moved on and i feel like candace is still harping on we're still reliving it through candace and that's which i get and monique same thing it just feels like everyone else is just kind of like okay let's well i think it wouldn't feel that way if they weren't separate fair you know if if they were joining in in the activities or you know having that time i think it wouldn't feel that way but it keeping them both so separate it's like we have to just wrap this up so let them yeah. keep having this moment now we're done let's move on to the group stuff <laughs> anything else i don't think she got the dog i'm gonna say she definitely <laughs> didn't get the dog uh karen we then we get back to surrey day two and karen goes to her childhood church mm-hmm. beautiful like i mean again the whole I just wish this whole Surrey trip was in season one or season two. Like, I just wish For that sure. we like saw this side of Karen, uh, not super light, but still like carefree and open. Yes. And But I think it ties it all together. Right. So the church and I identify with this, like the church, it was such a staple and a part of her foundation growing up. Yeah. And her parents played such a big part in that, that going back there and not having not been there since her father had passed. Like yeah. it just kind of tied it all in. Well, and had like revisiting her pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm, Which we all sure. saw on the reunion. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, so that was the end of Surrey. Anything else on Surrey? No, 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 it was, it was definitely, I'm, I'm glad they did it. Yeah. I'm glad. So final five minutes we get back. Monique makes her first appearance. In the episode, she meets with her pastor and his first lady, mm-hmm, yeah. which I did not know. Like, fill me in on this. So, in the church, the pastor's married and his spouse is called first lady. She's the first lady of the church. Okay. So, she always she sits get, like, in the front. She wears normally in, in Presbyterian church. I, I can only speak for mine, but there's a big hat involved. Oh, okay, it's a okay. Very stylish thing, but they hold a high esteem. They usually lead like women's groups or the choir nice. or something along those lines. Okay. Um. So meets the pastor, the first lady, and Chris. Chris seems completely uninterested, as always. Um. Can't, uh, Monique says, "Quote: Her life is turned upside down." Well, and she's think, tired of being criticized. But I think it's important to note. That I think Chris is trying to be supportive. However, I think he's really mad because he really... He's super low-key. He is low-key. But also, I think that he really has a connection with Candace and her husband. 
And he didn't want like the rift. He was yeah. trying to encourage to fix the rift. And then obviously this happened. So now he's just kind of stuck in a spot. But I'm like, why is your life upside down now? And why are you being, why are you trying to be criticized now when you just sent, you just had a phone call who knows how long ago saying that you were justified. Someone else would have done it. You sent a tweet that said, I don't you got well, what you something... get what you give or whatever you get what you deserve. Like, I just don't like, well, I think that there's something to be said for when you connect with your pastor. Yeah. Um, it's grounding because this is a person who's going to call you Okay. On I'll give you that. The absolute bullshit of it all. So you could sit there and say, well, I don't feel I did this or the, that or the other, but th- you can't lie. It's like lying to God. <laughs> okay. You can't do that. So he's calling her. He's telling her basically it's something bigger that's going on with you because you would never allow yourself to be provoked in such a way. Yeah. And you have to look at that. You have to examine it. So whether or not I think it's 100% genuine, not necessarily, but I think that there's a huge part of when you're in that situation with someone calling you to the table like that in such a way, I could see her having to acknowledge the hard truth. Okay. I, I mean, hope I, so. I, I hope so. I've had some hard before conversations. She gets, before she gets locked up next <laughs> week. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I Maybe she can go with like A&E that locked up. Oh, yeah, I mean, she she's this is like cross promoting. That's a rough show. Um, so we wrapped up. Monique said, "quote She didn't deserve that. It's time for her to apologize." I I don't believe it, yeah. but maybe I I, I hope I, yeah. I have hope. I, I definitely. I mean, I think that anybody is able to right their wrongs. Yeah. At some point, I definitely had moments where I I later was able to look back and be like, I shouldn't have been like that, or I should have said those things. Um. Let's hope that's the case. Well, I guess we'll see. We will. Anything else? No. Okay. No. We're going to wrap up Potomac. We're going to jump into The Bachelorette. I actually didn't know you watched The Bachelorette. I don't watch The Bachelorette. So um, I have been following the Claire drama, as we call it. So what I have liked about The Bachelor or about this season mm-hmm. so far is that it seems like she's going against the norm of what they do. Yes, I think that definitely, well, first of all, it's she's not a traditional pick in self that she was on Juan Pablo season seven years ago. Yeah. And that didn't go well. And then she's been on Bachelor in Paradise twice, and both of those things didn't go well. And then she was engaged, and that fell through. Oh, she was engaged mm-hmm. to, from The Bachelor or no? Um, not from Outside the actual Bachelor the- season, but after Bachelor in Paradise. From somebody from the show? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I think it was interesting to finally kind of bring this full circle where it's like she's really been trying to find love and she's really been trying to connect. Yeah. And now this is her opportunity. No, for sure. And like I just I've always had trouble. So I think I watched like Jesse Palmer's season back in like 2004 or yes. something random. Um, I briefly watched it. I just don't it just feels very like forced to me. They like go on dates. They have, yes. I don't want to meet 31 people in my entire life. I definitely don't want to meet 31 people on one night. No. I I just don't buy into the whole like premise of it all. However, the fact that like she's gonna just destroy the season, which is kind of like really interesting. Um, she's from Sacramento, she's 39. So they were gonna start filming in April. She was selected in February. So then she goes on like GMA and makes the announcement and then the guys apply or they get screened. Yeah. So they see, so basically they'll say like, if you want to, you know, apply, you can. But then once they see the announcement, they can also then 
apply after once so, they see who the person is. So they don't have bachelors prior to announcing? No, I don't believe so. Okay, I didn't, okay, awesome. So what Good it goes is usually the bachelor or the bachelorette is someone they choose from the previous season that it didn't work out yeah. with or, you know. Or f- at, three seasons. Right. In her case. And then when they announce who that person will be, then the people can go, oh, I have, I've always been interested. Let me apply. Yeah. So they were going to start filming in April, coronavirus, welcome to everything else we're watching right now. Um, they fast forwarded to June and they found uh, Palm Springs, La Quinta, same yes. thing. And it's remote. It sounds like they've taken over the whole property. It yes. sounds like almost um, testing. It was a kind of cool to see like they're testing in their home videos and they're all in quarantine together and kind mm-hmm. of like having a good time. Um, so for her, she's looking for depth, a partner for life, and she wants someone to challenge her with those hard conversations. Yeah. I mean, I think the difference with her is being 39 Yeah, and not being, she's not messing around. Yeah, like for sure. she's at a place where it's like, she wants to be mom. She wants to she's get married. She's definitely direct. She's, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's not like a, a game for her. It's not about doing anything other than find, you know, having those conversations, finding her partner and then going through it. For sure. So we meet 31 men. Mm-hmm. They're all trying to impress her in some way. Um, I noticed that a lot of the men were under 30. Yeah. And which, it, maybe that's not a thing for her. For I'm, me, I personally am not looking for someone under 30. Like, I'm 35 and like I won't go under 30. No. So I can't imagine being almost 40 no, and I mean, looking under 30. I think everybody's got a different. There was like a 26-year-old guy. Like, Yeah. Everybody has a different thing. I mean, I'm 41 and I definitely wouldn't go under 35. Yeah. So I think everybody just sets a threshold for themselves. Um, so a couple of guys stood out. Obviously, they did their thing. It was pretty interesting. I've, again, never really watched it. Some guy found a picture of her dogs, put them on his shirt. She cute. loved that. It was cute. It was also a way, if you can tell, he wanted her to feel his abs, yeah. right? All that stuff. Um, there was one guy, Jordan. He was 30. I don't know if you saw him. He was like 6'9". Yes, Flooded pants. I think those were just regular pants. I think they were just I, short on him. It was a lot with and those. He had velvet shoes, but he was a giant. I mean, one thing I will say is I loved the diversity in the group of yes, men. Yes. That for was sure. awesome. Definitely. I agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like they all tried to stand out. Apparently, Jordan, 30. He's a giant. He did not stand out. I'm a giant, Jordan. Yeah. I'll be your bachelorette. If I you're mean, interested, hit me up. I thought he was handsome. I really he was, was very just, attractive. He just needed longer pants. I mean, I didn't mind. They were just they either needed to be cropped or they needed to be long, and his were like two cropped in the middle. Yeah. Yes. Like it I was agree. just like they were like shin length, which is like not the length no, you're looking it was, for. It was interesting with your velvet shoes. Yeah. Um, some guy pulled up in a station wagon, which we'll get to Tyler C in just a minute. Um, I love their jobs also. So, like again, not being a huge watcher of the show. Somebody was a male grooming specialist. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just seemed very like 31 people is a lot of people to meet. And so my get, like, do you think that she has like bios on them prior? Does she like, I, I find it very hard to believe that she's going to just meet 31 people in a matter of. I think she has to have some idea of who they are. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she has bios or photos, but I think maybe she has to have some idea or some maybe part in the selection yeah um i mean i'm not sure how that works and i i am not an avid bachelorette watcher i go in and out of the seasons 
um, when what, it seems like it's a little bit on the interesting side. I was going to say, what attracted you to this? Well, season? for me, so I just, you know her obviously. Yes, I've seen this process, but also for me, I think her age was intriguing to me, being yeah. single and being in my forties. Um, it's just a different thing. I just wanted to kind of watch the experience and see what it was for her. Um, but I think that the way she's approaching it is she seems like she's all in. She's going to put it all on the table. So um, did you see yeah. the 28 year old guy, AJ, who squeezed her hand so hard? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, I mean, I'm sure it's a nerve wracking process in itself. But. For sure. And then in a turn of events, which apparently has never happened before, you can attest to this. Chris Harrison comes out. She met Dale, oh, Dale yes. and she said she, quote, blacked out. She doesn't know what she said, and she just met her future husband. I mean, I think that it was a love at first sight moment. He's attractive. He's handsome. Yeah. I don't know if there was enough He's interaction. He's 31 at least. Yes. He's over 30. Yes. So I approve. I, mean, I wouldn't say there was enough interaction to say that was, like, this is what I would get from husband vibe. But, I mean, he did give her a big hug. He picked her up, and, you yeah. know, she got swept into the moment. Who knows? Okay. So she was given a pair of shoes. She was given origamis. So then we finally get into the drama. She goes inside to, like, mingle with these 31 single men. Yes. Supposedly single, but we'll, well find out in a minute. Yeah. So the 26, 27, I think it is, ty- 27, this guy Tyler shows up in a station wagon, and he says that I'm oh, going to unpack – my baggage, so there's room for your oh. baggage, or so I don't know what he said. Room was, for you, something absurd. So he interacts with this guy Yosef. Handsome. He was a. I mean, he was. I don't dig the salt and pepper. Sorry, I, no offense I mean, to anyone's salt and pepper. I love it. Yeah, I, you know. Um, so it. he's thirty. He brought moon pies, which I would totally take moon pies over a station wagon any day of the week, but. Someone's like, are these cookies? He's like, no, these are better than cookies. No. They're moon pies. My family had that kind of station wagon. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. So Tyler seems to think that Yusef has been, quote, reckless on Instagram. He's flirting with girls. And he's going to pull Yusef aside. Not his place. I could get the intention of what he was trying to do. But it wasn't like five minutes after they got there and they were all sitting around. He was... Instagramming girls from his hometown. No. This happened before. Who knows if it even well, happened? So he kept saying during quarantine, and I wanted to know if it was like during bachelor quarant bachelorette quarantine, or if it was during like actual quarantine. Well, quarantine started right before they were going to even start in to June. Film. Yeah. So, I mean, it had but to I be while they were all like, quarantining at home. I wonder if he meant like the March quarantine, like when we got locked down, March 16. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I mean, either way, it was harmless. I feel like if you're just reaching out and telling girls like, oh, you're cute. He was sending her good morning videos. Yeah, like, okay. So obviously Yusef denies. Deny till you die. Completely. Let's be real here. Obviously. Um, and then Yusef pulls a fast one because he then approaches Claire first. I mean, you got to get in front of it. Which, but like, Ty- I, I think this would have ended differently if Tyler would have went to Claire first or Tyler would have. I think Tyler's downfall was that, A, he's 27, but then he was bragging about the gossip before bringing it up. And then by the time it was brought up to Claire, Tyler looked like the instigator. Well, and I think that the biggest piece of it is it's the first night and all of them are trying to get at least five minutes with her. Yeah. And to take that much time to focus on this madness just took so much away from the time that everybody was getting with her and her having to put her energy into that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I could see how that was annoying. So we'll fast forward. Claire goes looking for Tyler. They all sit together. 
Uh, Yosef had a very political answer. I feel like it was like, it wasn't a denial. It wasn't, he just sort of played like, oh, well there's girls and I send messages and Instagram and like, okay. Yeah. I mean, he made it just like it was, he was being accused of something and he wasn't going to stand for it. But he he didn't deny it. No. But he denied it before, but then he wasn't going to address it any longer. Yeah, he didn't deny it yeah. straight to her. He just kind of said, I have a daughter. I'm not going to talk about this, whatever. Right. I would never do that. But he didn't say, he didn't deny this girl in Morganville, Alabama. Yeah, I mean. Shout out to Morganville, yeah. whatever. Anyway, the house is very annoyed. We move on. Then we find out something kind of interesting. So Blake M, part two. There's mm-hmm. two Blakes. I, two different M's, whatever. He actually Instagram DM'd her prior to the show, which actually broke the rules. Yes. You are not supposed to have any contact before the season starts. But, like, now that he has, why is he still there? I don't get, like, rules are rules, right? They're, they are. Clearly but not sure, this season. No, I yeah. mean, <laughs> I think she could just advocate and say, listen, this is what happened. I was going through a rough time. Yeah. Nothing, no lines were crossed. We didn't, like, talk on the phone. Let's just let this go because I want to have him there. Yeah, for sure. So they kiss. He says, I break the rules all the time. He kisses her, which is kind of interesting. Again, fast forward. We're going to get to the first impression, Rose. She obviously picks. Dale. And they kiss. So now she's. So weird, all the kissing. (laughs) All the kissing. On the first day. You just met five minutes ago. Literally. Yeah. I'm not with it. What was Dale's. Oh, he didn't really have like the first impression. What was. Dale, he just. Oh, Blake was waiting four months to tell her how much he wanted to meet her. Or whatever. Yeah. He's 29. Yeah. He was kind of cute. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I get it. I both see Blakes the, are there, but Blake M and Blake M are both there. Yeah, everybody. I, I see the appeal of Dale. Ex-football player, flash model, I good think face. The, yeah. What? There's it? so many professional athletes. Yeah. She had like three or four. I was like, what is happening? Like, where did she? It's her where jam. Did, I'm into it. ABC content. Like, I will do that. I will go on this show. I'm telling you. I will not leave. Call me. Yeah. I, DM I me I'm like available. Blake DM'd yes. Claire. Could be the first overweight bachelorette. Never seen it done before. I, mean, I totally could do it. You're hardly overweight. Well, I mean. You're curvy. Yeah. So long story short, Tyler C. was eliminated for starting drama. Yosef was given a rose. He had to know that was coming. <laughs> yeah. like, he had to know. You, that was so dumb. Yosef lives to die another day. Yeah. Um, and then we fast forward, we get the, kind of like the season, how it's going to go. I don't know if I'm going to watch it after Claire leaves. Are you going to continue yes. on? Yes. So I didn't realize, I just found this out. This is, I mean, um, this is groundbreaking. It never happened. They reuse some of the guys because mm-hmm. they're already there, yeah. which is weird to me because you're here for Claire. Right. Why are you now here for? What's but they're name? like, Sorry, I, I don't know. I forgot. Yeah. But she's super cute. I saw her picture. Very cute. Very cute girl. And. Here's the thing. I guess they're looking at it like we're already here in quarantine and we are looking for love. If there's an opportunity, I'm going to take it. But they were all in love with Claire. Well, I don't know. I don't know how in love they were by the time she left the ball. (laughs) So we end the preview for the season with, quote, you've just blown up The Bachelor. However, let me tell you. She is disputing what everybody thinks is going on because right now the consensus is she tells before prematurely, I'm in love with Dale. I don't want to do this anymore. However, 
She's saying that's not what happens, and you have to watch to find out because it's actually not what happens. So I'm interested. Well, it sounds like there's some drama with Dale, yeah. as we saw. Yes. Um, one of my other favorite quotes was, this is why you're the oldest bachelorette. And then right. she responded with, correct, this is why I'm the oldest bachelorette. Right. Because I'm not settling for guys like you. No, I'm I'm into it. Yeah. I mean, I'll watch for through Claire. We'll see. We'll see what happens. If you guys want us to watch, let us know. If you guys are watching sure. Bachelorette, let us know. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I want to be on, on The Bachelor. I, they don't do the gays, so I don't know how that works. I mean, I don't know why not. They should. I, I mean, because here's it. the problem is that all the contestants would be gay. Could They'd be imagine? all be hooking up with each Could other. Could you imagine I mean, that? I'm sure the show is being filmed somewhere, but it's probably like it. on Skinamax or something. It. It's I not on ABC. So entertaining, the drama of it all. <sighs> awesome. So let's jump in. You watched Married at First Sight this week. Fill me in. So Married at First Sight right now, um, they're what they're going through is a little bit unheard of because normally it's a six-week process altogether where you know they meet at the altar they get married and then at the end of six weeks they sit down and basically are asked do you want to stay married or do you want to get a divorce however in the middle of filming this season season 11 quarantine happened with covid obviously so what's now happened is they were extended out eight weeks just being stuck together, which actually was a good thing because it gave them a little bit more time than they would have before decision day to decide if they want to stay married to each other. Okay. And that doesn't normally happen to which some of the couples are starting to see the holes and go through a little bit of the issues here. Um, but it was definitely, it was good. You know, they went on a couple's retreat um, they got to, it was the first time they were leaving new Orleans. So they were able to get out and actually venture out instead of being stuck at home. Um, so that was good just to see them enjoying themselves and having fun. No real drama to report, but you know, it's definitely getting interesting. Decision day is coming. So that's always like the best time because then you see if they decide to stay married or get divorced. Okay. And then does it continue on after that? No. So then okay. what happens is there's a reunion special after that, that lets you know a couple months later where the couples really are. Um, oftentimes couples that decide to stay together and then move into normal, regular everyday life and get established Something happens, they end up breaking up anyway, or their bond gets stronger, or sometimes they have babies. Oh, so okay. it's always definitely interesting. Um, but yeah, definitely would be good to cover from the beginning so you get a general understanding. But if anybody else is watching it and wants me to continue to talk about it, let me know. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um, I watched The Masked Singer. I'm, I'm, I'm going to beat this to death until I can no longer, kind of like Monique beat Candace. Mm, um, not that I true. love... The Masked Singer. I don't know why. I don't know if it's like the ridiculous costumes. I don't know if it's like the unassuming celebrities, again, BC list, who can sing or like who wants to go on there. Um, So last night we had the crocodile back, baby alien, seahorse, whatchamacallit, and the serpent. They're all good, which is like bizarre. The serpent started out um, random clues, like a croissant or a pink Cadillac and like, all this kind of random stuff. He's very soulful. I'm pretty sure he's black. Like you can tell it the voice wise. My guess is Tay Diggs. Mm. I'm almost positive it's Tay Diggs. Like the, the mannerisms. I don't know anyone watched Tay Diggs on Will and Grace. Mm-hmm. Very similar mannerisms that when he was on there. Yes. Um, it has to be the other guess is Leslie Odom Jr. Ooh. From Hamilton. Yeah. yeah. It could be him. I think he's a little bit taller. Tay Diggs is very short. But do you think he's mainstream enough for people to be guessing him? I mean... It, Unless you uh, haven't seen Hamilton. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, he was on Will and Grace. He was he's on he was on a Private Practice. No, I know Tay Diggs, but yeah. the other guy. Oh, Leslie Odom Jr. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, he's got like albums. Like he's okay. He's, I just know him from Hamilton, so I don't know. Again, B, C, D list. Got it. Got act, it. Got it. Act, Not knocking him at all. Yeah. Just asking. Um, then we had the, I think, I don't know who came out next, maybe Alien, whatnot. Seahorse, it's a diva. There was Daisy Dukes. There was Texas. If it is not, here's my thing. I think it's Jessica Simpson, right? Mm -hmm. I also take into account what's going on in their lives now. Like she's got a book out. She's got a reason to like promote things, right? So she would be on there. And she's super thin again, so... This girl's a little curvy. They guess BB Rexa. I think Robin oh. Thicke guess BB Rexa, which it kind of BB's a little bit hoarser than Jessica. Also, like I go back to Jessica. I want to love you forever. Like nineteen ninety nine, whatever the we, whenever that was. Yes, um, when she can like actually sing. Yeah. But like the Daisy Dukes and Texas and uh, I was shunned as a child and like certain stuff that like whatever maybe. <laughs> um. So. I think it's Jessica Simpson. There's rumors that it may be Tori Kelly. Oh. But the, a lot of the rumors didn't match up for that. Um, then the whatchamacallit came out. Very tall. I think it's an athlete. And there was five dimes. Hmm. So my first guess is 50 Cent. Oh. But, like, it's not 50 Cent. We all know 50 Cent's voice. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be some relation. So then the guess was Nelly. But he's, he's currently on yeah. Dancing with the Stars, so he I can't have imagine. That much time. Yeah, he's very busy. That would be quite something. Um, so I don't know. I think it's an athlete. It's he's huge. He's kind of like he's a built guy. I don't know who it is. The whatchamacallit is very confusing. Then the croc comes out. It's a pink croc in a suit, hat, all pink. Um, some stuff about his childhood, being famous, all this stuff. There was a rainbow. My guess, I've said this last week, I'll say it again. It's Adam Lambert. If it's not Adam Lambert, I don't know who it is. I think he might be manipulating his voice a little bit because Adam Lambert hits these like really yes. high scream type. And this guy's not doing that. But he sang Britney Spears Toxic or something. He sang a Britney Spears song this week. And like Ooh. it was very falsetto-ish, which I think Adam Lambert can kind of morph. I mean, Adam Lambert sang with In Excess. I think he's kind of... On idol, you sing everything, right? You sing the phone book. So, yeah, I mean, I so think front man queen, you gotta really. So then the baby alien comes out. The clues for the baby alien were hot dog, Baywatch. There was sharks. It was being taken advantage of. All this crazy stuff. So the baby alien gets eliminated, and it is Mark Sanchez from the Jets. I think he was on the Broncos for a yeah. hot minute. He's kind of been all over the place. That's definitely a surprise. Um, the hot dog was actually, I don't know if you remember, during a game, he actually like stuffed a full hot dog in his mouth oh, one time, like mm. back in the day. Um, he's such a babe. Very much. He yeah. is attractive as all get out. So yeah. feel free to come back, Mark Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of my rundown for The Masked Singer. I'm a little bit behind on Big Brother and Dance with the Stars. I don't, are you guys feeling Dance with the Stars this year? If you are, let me know. I'm just, yeah. it's just boring. Like no one's wowing me. Tyra is the most annoying Whoa. person. Like I don't. <laughs> I told you, I I just can't with her. I just couldn't do it. I, I just, I don't know where they're going with this. She says that she doesn't read the criticism. Hopefully she'll listen to this and I'll let her know. I mean, I hope. She's just very forced. Like she's not natural. She's not fun. She's not, I don't. It sounds like she's reading a teleprompter for two hours. And I just like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Anything else? No, I think. 
the obviously hottest topic that we have to address is last week we discussed if we were going to cover OC. Correct. Yeah. So I watched the OC premiere. I did as well. I mean, I can't not watch it. Um, it is a short season, so we're only getting 12 episodes out of them Yeah. due to coronavirus. We know Shannon had the coronavirus and yes. her daughters all had it. Um, did you notice who was on the intro? Gina Kehoe. Which is funny. Yes. So to me, I don't know if you guys felt this way. I felt this way. It felt like a bow on the package and this is it. Well, what I thought was really interesting about it was the fact that they started it and she was the she was the the voice and she was covering everything but they were showing so many clips from all the past seasons of all the women that are no longer there yeah and so it kind of was like they never have done that before and it was very out of it character. was an interesting yeah. intro so it definitely left a where are we going with this is Gina somehow come, gonna segue in or is she wrapping this up I mean I hope not but <laughs> I yeah I think. Was she? I thought Vicky was the original, but maybe Gina was the original. Yeah, Gina and Vicky together. No, but I'm saying like, who was the beginning of? Well, they were neighbors. Yeah, I mean, Vicky always kind of said she was the first housewife. It might have. I feel like Gina well, yeah. was more. She was yeah. because she was married to Don, but Gina had more of the life being married to a, a baseball player yeah. and rest in peace. R.I.P. Matt. And, um, you know, definitely with them being neighbors and that whole feud starting, but she tapped out. So. I want to know how that conversation went. Like, did Andy, like, shoot her a text? Like, hey, Gina, we need you to record the intro. Like, well, you know, she always shows up at the end of season parties that and this people is season have. 14? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, that, I think that she's always kept a good line of communication. She always shows up at the party. Andy sent Vicky flowers. It just feels like this is the end. Yeah, I mean, at this point. It'll be a short season. There's, like, not a lot. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Definitely. I mean, they all live in Newport, so it should be called the Real Housewives of Newport at this also point. True. Yeah. <laughs> Except for, oh, Gina. But I do love Newport. So we start with Shannon. Her and John are not living together. Um, kind of this blended Brady Bunch family, yeah. which Gina also used about her blended family. Um, they all seem very happy and like just relaxed, yeah. which is like, it's a nice change from like the angry, bitter stress we've dealt with for a couple seasons. Um, their kids are joking. John has an ass tattoo, apparently. And it's and let me just say what a great thing it is when you blend families with that many kids and everybody gets along. Yeah, Doesn't it just to. felt very light and very fun. I agree for sure. I agree. I was happy to see that. Um, so we fast forward to Kelly and Rick and Joe Lee's mood swings. They get on a Ferris wheel. They talk about the psychic. She says Rick has a body of a twenty-nine-year-old. I was very uncomfortable with, and the way he looked uncomfortable. Yeah, like he didn't look like. For somebody who's on Fox News and who's in front of the camera all the time, he looked out of place. Well, and just the way that she was speaking about him, it's like, I understand, like, you want to express yourself and the love you have, but we don't need to know what he's like in the bedroom. Well, like, and it feels like excessive. every single confessional yes. went to that. So, like, it feels like that's what she's hindering this on. Well, and then to preface it with saying, like, he's a body of 29-year-old, and I know what that is. Like, I... I why are you bringing I, that up? You're an engaged woman. I highly doubt he's a body of a 29 year old. I mean, I don't Let's know what's going on under there. But <laughs> I mean, it can't. Absolutely none of my business. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he just looked uncomfortable. And then she's like, I got my first kiss on a Ferris wheel. And he's like, I'm going to be your second yeah. kiss. I don't know. With it the just, daughter there. It was, yeah. they're all crammed into the Ferris wheel. Yeah, it, it just was weird. It was very weird. 
Um, we see Gina's new house. Lots of bunk beds. Yeah. Um, Shannon was probably not the person to have over first. No. <laughs> and, you know, I have to hand it to her. Like, going through a divorce, being a single mom, not having I mean, not having a career and money of her own. Yeah. She could have easily just packed it up and went home and tried to pick up the pieces. For sure. But she stuck it out and she's trying to make it work. So, no, she doesn't have a Bronwyn house. But she's, she's doing her thing. It just feels like this first episode was like, I guess I get it. They all moved. Four out of five of yes. them moves. Like we're seeing all these new. Well, and oh. I like that it kind of touched on all of them. I mean, they're all in a new beginning of some sort. Yeah. In a different way. And there was a lot of accountabilities and I, I loved it. Yeah. I did. I did like that part. Um, so then we move on to Bronwyn. Kelly picks her up. And <laughs> Kelly says, uh, AT&T is terrible. And this might be my favorite quote of the entire episode. She says, who's your cell phone provider? And Bronwyn says, I have no idea. Well, not shocked. I mean, here, okay, this is why I tune into these shows. Because I want to see people like this who, like, have no sense of reality. No, I couldn't imagine not knowing. Like, who- I'm pretty sure, doesn't it say at the top of the phone? Like, Verizon, AT&T, like, it does. I'm almost positive. I don't, I don't know. But the thing is, it's like, to be in a position where your husband just says, here's a phone, don't <laughs> yeah. worry about it. Great. <laughs> Hand it over. Insane. Yeah. And she like laughed about it and she was like, you know, I don't yeah. know. I, I don't. And I love the fact that she's, she's, yeah, she owns that. I'm liking I don't have her. Any idea. We'll talk about, we'll get, yes. to, we'll get to yes, all yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. So we meet Elizabeth. She is apparently fun and quote, no bullshit. She, that lady is bizarre. She has a billionaire ex husband. She's been horny for three years. She has a BF, but she's still married. So they don't have sex. But because she's, she's married, been still. going through a divorce for three years. Like it's not like yes, she's legally married, but I mean, yeah, I mean, he wants to do it right, is what she said, which I get. I get that. So the reason they, I guess, one of their issues was that they didn't have children, but her ex had a kid on the side. Yes, which that's like devastating. I, I don't Completely. even know how you you don't. Yeah, you can't, and it happens often to people. But especially when all you want is a child, and this person's saying no, 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 and then, oops, has an oops over here. Yeah, what are you gonna do? I mean, I, I don't want to prejudge her. No, I don't get her currently. No, she reminds me of. Do you remember Dana Wilkie from yes. Beverly Hills? Definitely. So she rem- see that. I get like Dana Wilkie vibes, which is like twenty five thousand. Yeah. See him like well. I, I I just don't. And you know, and I, I'm all for a over the top personality. Like yeah. I, I love it, but it was just, I, I felt like when I was watching, I was just like, Whoa, this is a lot. It's a lot happening. Well, and it feels like she came from nothing, which she talks yes, about. Right. And then like you're thrust into a billionaire lifestyle. I like I don't even No, I couldn't even imagine. What yeah. That. So, I mean, that's obviously where it comes from. I mean, it looks like her boobs are going to be out a lot this season. Yeah. Um, she has a six to $7 million beach house. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. was also in Newport. Is that what they said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was her beach house. That was her beach house. That was not her That house. is not her home home. Yes. Must be nice. Must be nice. Now she's building a home for dogs. Yes. 10,000 square foot <laughs> with a pool because dogs need a pool. Uh, go for Does it. Does your dog need a pool? Go for it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean I my like dog goes in the bathtub. I like that she's getting back, right? Like she has like yes. plans to get yes. back. No, and like, you should. Did yes. she, I want to know, is there a prenup? Like what do you get out of a billion dollar divorce? Oh. She says his name, but his face is blurred, which is weird to me because, like, we can easily. I'm not. I will Google him. I just watched yeah. earlier, so um, yeah, it was kind of an interesting 
introduction. She just seems very, I don't, the money has affected her financially, but it, she's still who she no, is, like Missouri sure. at the core. Well, clearly yeah. she is when she let that cork shoot Bronwyn in the face. Yeah. She didn't know how to be holding that bottle yeah. properly. She probably has someone who does that for her. Of course. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Uh, we move on. Emily and Shane have their anniversary, 11 years. The relationship seems like it's on track. And yeah. actually seemed genuine. Yes. Except when she was trying to kiss him and he just stared he, at her. Yeah, he didn't get like it. she was crazy. I mean, those veneers bumping would yeah. just not be... I don't know how that works. Well, I mean, it's a I lot can, of veneers. I, I definitely can understand. She's no longer living in pain. Yeah. I'm sure that makes a huge difference. But she had He's, french fries and asked for a bread basket. Also true. And he <laughs> is no longer at the moment studying for the bar. So I'm sure it took Did a lot of pressure Did you hear... Off. He said something like, I took a quiz on... I didn't hear it. I'll have to go back and if anybody saw that, anybody heard that, let us know. I think they were in the car or they were getting out of the car and he said, I took a quiz. I thought he said I took a quiz on BuzzFeed and it said I Oh. I don't I missed it. I don't know. I think he was uh, I think he was prefacing in, in uh, referring to how terrible people like thought he was. I mean, he seems I don't want to keep saying this. I'm gonna I'm a Lisa Ren, I'm gonna beat this to death, but he seems lighter. Like he doesn't seem Yeah, because he's not studying for that horrendous test that he keeps failing. Three times. <laughs> I mean take um, the pressure off. So we actually then hear about Bronwyn's drinking, which we heard about all episode. And we've seen. Yeah. Um, so then we get to Bronwyn. She's in a brand new 8,000 square foot house. It's three stories. It's stunning. Oh, it has a wonderful night. There's no bunk beds. No, no. Um, there's a pirate house ship yeah, out back and she mm-hmm. says that she can rent that for two thousand dollars in newport sounds about right um so she's kind of taking shannon through her house but it ends with her asking shannon if she'll meet with kelly because bronwyn kind of feels like she's in the middle well they are all neighbors now yeah yeah so split screen we see kelly and gina at yoga um gina has appearance has obviously changed as we can tell yes. not just her bad hair but she owned it and i loved that yeah because she quote eats wheels of brie which i girl i'm with you when and where yes, I will I'm meet all you. About it. Is it rosemary brie? Whatever, whatever brie you got. And everybody knows about those love pounds. Yeah. Like you're happy, you're what eating. The Presidente, yes, like, Presidente brie. I'll eat it. You know, you're happy. She's happy. She's in a good yeah. relationship. They're eating together. They're, you know, it's. I get it, and I love that she owns that. So Kelly reveals that she's been kicked out of yoga before. I'm not shocked. <laughs> not shocked. She's there with a full red lip, sweating yeah, all over yes. her face. Like it wasn't even like it wasn't even <laughs> no. outlined. Like it wasn't Kylie no. lip. Like it was no, no. absurd. Like no. Bozo the Clown yes. lip. Like what Ridiculous. were you thinking? There was like no lineage no. at all on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Girl, bye. Um, they then we go back to Bronwyn and Shannon, where they then begin to talk about Gina's house. Yeah. It's a tiny condo. There's lots of bunk beds everywhere, and Bronwyn says it sounds awful, which is not nice. Not nice at all, especially because like. You're sitting in your 8,000 square foot house, whatever. Right. And you should be thankful and yeah. not, you know, humble yourself a bit because you know she's just going through this divorce and doesn't have a career. Like she's doing the best she can. Yeah. I wonder what she did before. I mean, she was a stay at home mom, but I wonder if she had like a job or something before they had kids. Well, they were, yeah, she would have had to, but I mean, then she was pretty young, I would think. So we jump back to Elizabeth. She is talking about her previous, she was CEO founder of Edge Music Network, mm-hmm. probably funded by the billionaire ex-husband. Um, she was a bobblehead wife. She said yes. She said yes and went and did whatever she had to do when she had to do yes. it. 
And that was not the life for her. Although it was interesting. She made a statement that she, she does not want to sell yet because if she sells before the divorce, he gets half. So if he funded it, he would get half anyway. Interesting. Hmm. I thought that was interesting that she was very open about that. Yeah. I've never heard Edge Music Network. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, it's a video streaming network. Interesting. I never, I've never. I mean, she sounds kind of like a, a boss. Like it sounds no. like she's got like drive and all that. Well, yeah. the, well, the bottom line is she didn't want to be just a billionaire's wife. She wanted to be powerful in her own right, yeah. have something of her own, and it doesn't sound like that's what he was looking for. Fair. I think he was we'll look him up. He's probably older. I'm sure. I they think met at so. a bar or a restaurant. She was a, a cabaret. She cabaret. Was a cabaret singer <laughs> singing Hey Big Spender oh, to him. Sounds about right. Sold. Um, then we move on. We now have the meeting. Bronwyn pulls together Kelly and so weird. Shannon. Kelly and Bronwyn are wearing essentially the same patterns, but yeah. different outfits. Same designer, obviously. Um, it was awkward. It was so awkward. Yeah. It and was... they take a shot of tequila. And then Kelly gives her Uno because she's the Uno right. Amiga because now the yeah. Dos Amigas. Which, was that for like, oh, you're the Uno Amiga because you're on the show now? Or are you the... Was this before Tamara and Vicky shunned her? I mean, I would think it would be before That's because I, I think, think that yeah. she's mended the fence with her because it's her job and they got mad. Yeah. Got to pay for that Newport house. You do what you got to do. Um, oh, really quick. I do want to touch on. So when Gina was showing Shannon, she said, financially, this is my house. But does he live there? Yes. With all those kids. I was thought he was just visiting. No, she made it sound like he they were all living together, but it was her house. Interesting. Because then, yeah, Fast Forward was like, they live together already. And I was like, yes. oh, okay. And they don't think that's a good idea. Got it. So her saying financial made me think that he was not involved. He was not living Well, he there. may be contributing financially, but it's her on paper. It's hers. Got it. Um, so, sorry, back to the, we, yes, we do this all the time. Welcome to, welcome to us, episode two. Yeah. Um, so Kelly... Hilariously says Shannon's biggest flaw is accountability, which like could not be the worst like pot calling the kettle black at this point. That's all it is <laughs> like, all the time with her. Yeah. Kelly refuses to take responsibility. Like literally Shannon's like, you hurt me. And Kelly goes, I hurt Tamara and you got hurt. Like still refused. No. They gave some fake apologies. I'm sorry. You feel that way. I'm sorry. You're hurt. I'm not, not sorry for what I did. It was just kind of like that. I'm sorry that you feel this way. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah, I was. Just Kelly had a like, long bathroom break in the middle of it all. Yeah, like and, we don't want to listen to you pee. Nobody has time for that. Yeah, I just can't with her. I'm sorry. Uh, we jump over to Gina and her boyfriend. I forgot his name. Jeremy? No, I think so. No, I don't know. It's not Jeremy. I don't know. Mm. Uh, we jump forward to him. The, he's driving. They're going to a divorce meeting. She says she's eating an egg McMuffin. I'm guessing from McDonald's, most likely. Delicious. And or a sausage McMuffin, whatever it may be. And she goes, Oh, I can't eat this. I'm full. Do you want this? And he's like, No. And she's like, Someone's gonna have to shame me into dieting. So it sounds like her weight and her fitness is gonna be a focal point of this season for yeah. sure. And I think that that's, I mean, I think that the, that the thing that we see in mean, last season with Emily, that was something that she was working on. Um, I, I like that that part is added is it's not just all perfection and about, you know, what they look like and what they're dressing. I mean, yeah, that's a big part, obviously having nice things and nice clothes, but going through realistic. Travis. His name's Travis. Sorry. Oh yeah. Travis. Going through realistic life 
things, you know, yeah. put on weight, like not trying to skirt over it or just show up heavier and not address it. Like she's putting it out there. Can she address her bad hair? No, she's not going to. Okay. Maybe next time. Yeah. Um, so then we One get. One thing at a time. We meet her divorce attorney. Mm-hmm. Do you think Travis should have been there? I don't. I don't. However, I have also never been divorced or had to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Like meeting with lawyers and talking about restraining orders and all these things. Ugh. Maybe just she needed the support or maybe she can't drive from her DUI and he had to drive her. Yeah. Who knows? It just felt like he was too involved. And then she said, oh, Travis and Matt have no no involvement. But then like he's clearly being involved in like. Yeah. I mean, proceedings. I wouldn't yeah, have I chosen don't... to bring him, but like I said, yeah. who knows what was. But I mean, like they, they, live, they live together. So it's true. Yeah. You kind of have to. She's going to go home and tell him anyway. Transparent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we wrap up. Bronwyn and Emily have a meeting in Bronwyn's 8,000 square foot house with the pirate cove. Yeah. Um, Probably like the most I've ever liked Bronwyn. I agree. A hundred percent. Totally real. Totally like addressing her issues, addressing, taking accountability. Mm-hmm. So much to tell Kelly. No. Um, agreed. About drinking. She was very vulnerable. And she actually said that she probably could never drink again. Because she stated at the end, she is an alcoholic. Yeah. And I felt I'm like yeah. that was the most genuine I moment. Yes. Yeah. Like it was genuine. You could see it in her face. You could see it in the way in the delivery. And um, I loved that about Yeah. I, I just love that it was addressed that way because you kind of also could see earlier on when they were at Elizabeth's and they kept pushing, like, have some champagne, just yeah, have a little, yeah, yeah. just have a little. And she kept saying, no, I have to pick up my kids, this and this. But you could see, like, the pressures there, and especially with that group, uh, heavy drinkers. So <sighs> I think that it was important for her to put that out there and to establish that. Well, and I hope that, like, her addressing it head on is not going to be a focal point of the season because we only have 12 episodes. It doesn't look like it no, is. No, I don't like, think so. Yeah. But I think it had to lay the groundwork for as to why she's not drinking, but also the work she's doing I mean, I bet you should use, like, a gummy or two. I mean, yeah. I mean, she's Who knows? In she might still get have some that. delivery. I mean, that. Who knows? You don't she need alcohol does. if you have gummies. FYI. Oh. Um, so, Bronwyn, girl, get it. Um, what are your thoughts for this season? Are you going to continue watching OC? What do you? How are you feeling? What is your expectations? Like what? Honestly, I was really conflicted about watching it, and ultimately, what I believe is that there's other people on that show that I am interested in and that didn't do anything wrong for me to just take the stance that I'm not going to watch this at all because of one person. However, I still feel very strongly about my disdain for Kelly Dodd. <laughs> so I'm going to watch it. It just makes it difficult because I just have a hard time dealing with her. Yeah. I think that I had lower expectations than what we got, which was yeah. good, right? Like I had, it's just been so toxic the last couple of years. And mm-hmm. like, I don't want to put that on Vicky or Tamara or whatever. I just think that like, it wasn't a good mix of five or six women. I think that this felt they're all in a really good place. It seems like, mm-hmm. and they're kind of moving forward with that mindset, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that it seems like I said before, it's a lot of new beginnings. And I think everybody's kind of going into this without the other woman as a fresh start. Yeah. And Kelly's just that last link that always creates so much chaos. Yeah. That it's hard to know what to expect. Um, but definitely open to seeing it. I love I mean, there's the obviously gonna be some chaos because well, yes. 
Bronwyn and Kelly don't follow each other currently. Right. There's some like fallout. No one went to Kelly's wedding, obviously. Or well, I mean, invited. I think that there's a huge piece of that puzzle missing, right? Because the hot thing that was huge. Yeah. That wasn't acknowledged. It's like somebody has to take a stand at some point. So yeah. I don't know if the women felt some kind of way about it. I, I'm not sure. I mean, there's not a huge diverse representation on that show. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to me, I think that I just wanted to give it a chance for the other women and, and see what it brings. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Episode two, that is a wrap. We will be back next week. We will have Bachelorette. We will have Potomac for sure. Yeah. We will discuss OC. Hopefully it stays on this like light, fun path. Yes. I will continue to watch The Masked Singer. Um, I'm still watching Big Brother. We've got two weeks left, so bear with me. Once that wraps up, so Big Brother is three hours a week. So it's like, and it's online, and it's like live feeds. Mm. It's, it's, like a, it's a commitment. So once that wraps up, hopefully Nicole wins. Um, I can move on from Big yes. Brother and kind of see. We've got, yeah. are you going to watch Southern Charm? So Southern Charm is coming back the end of October. I think the twenty ninth. I may. Southern Charm's coming back. Below Deck's coming back in Below November. Deck. Then we are ready. For, I mean, SLC is our. Yeah. This is our. This is our end game. Like we're running a marathon right now, yeah. and we are going to sprint to SLC. There's a lot. I am so excited to get some like fresh blood, some yes, fresh relationships, yes. yeah. a fresh city, fresh snow. Not trying to be. No. Salt Lake and City-esque. yeah, and please feel free to leave any feedback if there's any shows that you yeah, would like whatever us you guys to watch. are watching, let us know. Um, I watched some clips from Flip or Flop. I love me some yeah. Tarek. I love me some Christina. There's a joke about Tarek got his body wax and Christina made fun of him. Um, I'm rooting for her constantly. I love both of them. Also, Heather Ray Young is on Selling Sunset. They're engaged to Tarek, yeah. so we love all that. Um, whatever you guys are watching, whatever you are totally binging on, let us know. Yeah, can we be want- shows, documentaries, Netflix, Anything, yeah. whatever. Oh, I do want to watch The Vow. It's on mm. HBO. It's about yes. that cult that took that mm-hmm. daughter with the girl from One Tree Hill or something. Yeah. I'm very intrigued. I should watch it. So it's like a sex cult, but it's a pyramid scheme. Yeah. I'll do some research. We'll get into that next Let me week. know. Yeah. Um, thank you for joining us. We hope to yes. see you next week. Episode two in the books. Yes. Have Episode a great week. three coming at you, y'all. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye.